All right, guys, we need to get super serious. It's going to be a really serious episode talking about blue horses, aliens, and airplanes. No tinfoil here. This is the probably top three most serious episodes we're going to have on podcast history. Out of all podcasts, not just this one. I'm going to be goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gems of History podcast. I am Jacob Shop, your host. And with me, as always, I got Evan Roosh beside me. Hello, everyone. And joining us again today, we have Marshall Mattis. Hello there. And it's kind of a special occasion because we are doing a group topic today. And this is the group topic that Marshall and his wife picked for donating to our uh, our GoFundMe. So... It's exciting that you get to be on for it. Yes, that is very exciting. Uh, Alex can come tonight, but uh, I'll do my best. You have to talk like her at like various points to make it feel like she's here. Just how do I do that? Just talk like a girl. All right. Yeah, just mimic your wife. Hey, I'm Alex here. This is how I sound. <laughs> nope. Close enough. <laughs> how are you boys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Honestly, just enjoying the last couple weeks of summer. You know, hot girl summer. Uh, it's definitely hot. It's definitely hot. It's the, yeah, the like, humidity could chill out a little bit. See what you did there. <laughs> We're all punny today. Oh, yeah. And somehow, again, talking about the weather, as always. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> yeah, but no, legit. Just taking Zuki on a walk today. I just sweated right through. Like, I had to change shirts before you guys came over. Oh, yeah. Because I just sweated right through the other one. Yeah, I went to the gym for the first time since Nam. Not to brag. I, uh... Ran to and from the gym. It's like a little over a half mile from my house, so it's not even that far. But on the way home, I was just sweating up a storm. And of course, on the way to the gym, I run downhill. Mm. And so on the way back, I got to run all uphill. Like after I just did my workout, <laughs> it's just the worst setup ever. But yeah, I usually don't sweat through shirts, but that one was pretty good. It's like you're at the bottom of the hill looking up, like mother of God. <laughs> what have I done? Um. My life is in shambles. <laughs> okay. I'm, that's good. I, I, I'm and not. the next hour and a half is just going to be Marshall just I, telling us about I'm just kidding. Um, uh, got in a little accident with my car. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, yeah, some dude kind of cut me off on the freeway, and I bumped into the guy next to me in the other lane. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, well, good thing you're all okay, though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I was very lucky, actually. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, especially going, if you're on the freeway. I was going like 70, so Oof, could yeah, have been that... bad. Yeah. And after all those storms, part of our, I don't know, I think it's just we have an old roof on our old house that we just got, so part of it like leaked, so we got some water damage in our front. Some old water? <laughs> what? Well, just because you were like our old roof and our, yeah, our old, old house old, and okay. got some With old water. Old water. Well, how much rain did we get that one week? Oh, let's talk about the, the weather. weather. <laughs> and we're back no, to we, it. We got like 10 inches in like a day, I swear to God. But yeah, yeah anyways, it's, it's all right. We're fine. That is honestly insane. Yeah. The entire time, like I have a tree right next to my window. And if I wasn't such a heavy sleeper, I honestly thought we were going to die. <laughs> like Zuki, we might need to get out of here. But at the same time, I was sleeping. And my neighbors have two like massive trees right in their front yard, like on our prop- uh, the property line between our houses, basically. And a bunch of branches just keep breaking off and then falling into my yard. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. And they keep saying, like, every other month, they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting those taken down next month. Still hasn't happened. You just look very sarcastically at your watch (laughs) or you bring out an entire calendar every morning, like, on your front porch with your morning coffee, like, 
just bring out a chainsaw and just start doing it myself. Right. But we're here. We're here to have fun. Oh, yeah. And it's it's Friday, and we're going to have a good time. Happy Friday, sailors. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> made it you, to Friday. you were so confused. Okay. was that? So there's a Twitter page called Congratulations, Sailor. You made it to Friday. And it's just Mr. Krabs, and it plays like the Krusty Krab theme song behind it. And I send it to Evan and whoever we're recording with every Friday, pretty much. And I sent it to Marshall this morning. He's just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. It's honestly the most wholesome page it on is. Twitter. It's it just, makes me smile every time. I yeah. jam to that every Friday I, the morning. The first like three times I shared it, I didn't even have the sound on, so I didn't know there was music. And then one day I clicked on it. I'm just like, this is a whole new revelation. <laughs> Maybe we can sneak that in without getting sued. I mean, if that Twitter page exists, exists that's true. clearly yeah. not that. W- wasn't it just like background music for spongebob or what was yeah, it yeah it's like Cause it's Mr. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. i don't know no no that's all i got oh. i was like waiting for a bass drop too <laughs> <laughs> and like the intro to the bass drop is just like spongebob's laugh like, oh. i'm not gonna do it. i'm not even gonna <laughs> i've already have enough goofy noises yeah we kind of covered that last week i think and the mom man episode <laughs> Don't that was it. sick, Don't though. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Mothman one. Yeah, the how you put their voices and I don't know. That was sick. Yeah, that was fun. Some killer editing. Yeah, that was sweet. I try my best. All right, boys. Well, you guys ready to get into our trivia right away? Surely. Let's do it. Who would like to start? Me? <laughs> I both <laughs> immediately looked at you, so I guess you're going first. Okay. Yeah, we both just looked like directly at him. Like, <laughs> right. Wonder who's gonna go first. Uh, I guess that's me. Okay. William Kemmler, back in 1890, was the first person to be killed using what lethal method? Like, a prisoner. What was this? What year? 1890. 1890. Okay. Is, and I forgot. Oh, yeah. Is there ABC? <laughs> I forgot. I am so sorry. I mean, I don't know. I, like that's a, a lot. Of, no, that's, it. That's, all, that's all you get. That's all you get. Okay. That's all you get. Like, how did he die? Um, He was killed by dysentery. He was I don't run know. over by a lawnmower. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. One of those, like, push lawnmowers that's just the blades. <laughs> so slow, too. Ah. <laughs> Started feet first, too. Why did you do this? Okay. <laughs> Whose yes. idea was this? <laughs> and then the guy from Saw was born. That would be the worst. Anyways. Okay. A, B, C, and D. Right. Okay. Death by firing squad, radiation, lethal injection, or the electric chair? It's electric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say electric chair. Okay. You said 1890? 1890. Correct. They definitely don't have radiation. Then firing squad. What was C? Uh, lethal injection. Let's go C. Maybe they just like pumped him up with some like snake oil. Yeah, lethal injection would be so bad back in 1890. They're just, like, trying things out. Right. Do they even have needles? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, the correct answer was electric chair. Yeah, Dang. Baby. And it wasn't as nice as it would be today. Yeah, because um, they didn't use, like, the conductor and stuff for it. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I just I read a little bit about it, but he got zapped twice because the first time didn't kill him. Uh, he was... Zapped with 700 volts of electricity for 17 seconds uh, before the current failed. And he was still alive. Um, And then they pumped him with 1,000 volts uh, for two minutes when he eventually uh, 
passed away. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, like the early electric chair, like they fucked it up so many times because they wouldn't use like the sponge, the wet sponge to help conduct the electricity right. directly into the body. So sometimes you would just have people like literally starting on fire in the chair and stuff like that because they had no idea what they were doing. Right. Uh, just the worst thing I can imagine. That's honestly insane. Yeah. I, no thanks. Well, it's between that or just like have two guys really rub their feet with socks on really fast on a wool blanket and then just go up and zap them for like, days. Like Peter from Family Guy. He just keeps like hiding behind stuff. <laughs> All right. I'll go next. So, what was the name of John Adams' dog, the first White House dog? Mizuki. <laughs> Not one of the options. A, Cleopatra. B, Spot. C, Satan. Or D, Georgie. Well, huh. It's either like Wide Spot, range of which options. is just every... That's boring. Every generic dog name, I think. Like, oh, Old Spot. Old Spot. Spilled spot remover on my dog. Now, now he's gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> then the other option was just Satan. Satan <laughs> was Lucifer taken, or I guess Prince of Darkness was too, a no go. Too big of a guy. Beelzebub was busy. <laughs> <laughs> we could keep this rolling. Oh, a lot of names for Satan. Yeah. All right, boys. So it was Cleopatra, Spot, Satan, and Georgie. Georgie. Hmm. I'm going with Georgie. I'm going to go with Cleopatra. Enjoy those shots, boys. God it was it. Satan. What the hell? What was John? Why? I don't know. There's no context. So he had two dogs. So I don't. I saw in one article that Satan was the first one. And then I saw in the other article that the other dog was the first one. But the other dog's name was Juno. And he actually had a horse that was named Cleopatra. So he also had a pet named Cleopatra, just not a dog. So. But he was the first one to actually live in the White House, so that's why his dog was the first White House dog. Hmm. So wow! So the devil is in the White House. Wow! <laughs> was at one time. At one time, devil in the White City. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't look. It was the first Rats. documented like not good boy. <laughs> it had to be that name, <laughs> or it's just the best boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like this is Satan. He's just so nice. Right. So my trivia for you two gents. What kingdom is the oldest monarchy in Europe? Is it A, England, B, Switzerland? <laughs> I just have to say that regular exact <laughs> Don't know Wait. how to do a Swiss accent. C, Sweden. There's my Swedish accent. Or D, Denmark. I'm a Swedish plumber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Swedish plumber here to fix your pipes. <laughs> um, do, you need to go, do you need me to go through the answers again? Yes. A, England, B, Switzerland, C, Sweden, D, Denmark. Go on Denmark. Switzerland. Jacob, two for two. Hey, wow. let's go. Correct answer We're is back. Denmark. They are still in, in power now. Cheers. Cheers. And they actually have like power power, not like the fake power like um, the Brits do. The British royal uh, family. Fake power. <laughs> I love how everyone in Europe just like collectively hates England like throughout most of history. Right. <laughs> it's just well, like Well, they have not, been dicks. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. Not exactly good guys. <laughs> like whenever I time. think about the US history, it's like, yeah, not not great. 
But then it's like, at least we're not England. Because <laughs> they did it on a global scale. Exactly. It's so funny to me. All right. Well, after my miraculous two for two on trivia that I, I honestly don't know if that's happened since like week three. <laughs> I thought you were like, when we first started this, I thought you were killer. Oh, I was trivia. on fire at the first times. Yeah. And now we're just kind of in a slump and wait, maybe we're, now you're back. We're back. Marsha, would you like to introduce the topic that you have chosen for us to discuss? Uh, I'll do my best. So, it is this little place called the Denver International Airport. Not just the airport, but the myths and the conspiracies around it. That's my spiel. All right. Sounds good. All right. And our social media is like, we're out of here. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Roll you guys credits. can go figure it out on your own, and that's all we got. Right. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to talk about the Denver International Airport and why there is so much lore around this weird establishment that somehow got all of this fame and their CEO now plays into all of it. So that's kind of fun. That's pretty neat. I love how you said lore, too. Like that's <laughs> it is. just like the perfect way to do it. Not just like all this history, like, nah. We're talking about lore. Yeah, it's like not even like factual stuff anymore. It's just like <laughs> random things I get attributed to it. Hell yeah. So I can say any crazy shit and no one will uh, second guess me. Exactly. It's all speculation. 100% serious episode. COVID started there. <laughs> <laughs> well, airport. I mean, I, Ground I don't want to get too far ahead, but uh, the same artist that did the murals um, also did paint a picture of people wearing what looks like face masks of like different um flags on their face so people are like oh that means covid because it was 20 years ago and they i don't know sure i don't know people stretch <laughs> they're shit. just retrofitting everything yeah mm-hmm. so the denver international airport is an establishment shrouded in mystery from the construction to the way they present themselves to the masses today it's no wonder why conspiracy theories have latched on to this hub of travel for some interesting ideas. But as with all good conspiracy theories, we have to question where they come from and how much validity there is to them. So that's our goal for today. We're going to go into some of the theories and how they found their way into the mainstream, and then how much should we really buy into some of these ideas. And the answer is all of it. Yes. Yes. And go it's, to the museum and buy all the merch. It's all true. <laughs> Just ask Kim Day, the CEO of Denver International Airport, and she'll tell you it's all real. So before we get into the conspiracies and stuff, I figured since this is a history podcast, we should probably go into a little bit of history on the airport itself. So the first airport constructed in this area was constructed seven miles from downtown Denver, and it was named the Denver Municipal Airport. And it opened in October of 1929, which I kind of thought was crazy because that's pretty early, I feel like, for... Like yeah. a commercial airport to open up. I'm so curious to see like what airports were like back then as opposed to what they are now. Yeah. Like if it was literally just a runway and like only like literally only rich people could probably fly then. Like yeah. the rich rich. Well, I don't even think it was people. everyone even had cars back then, so like Yeah, exactly. Right. So it wasn't It was a lot of mail. Yeah, it was mostly mail that they would sh- like send in and out of here and they only had they had three major airlines from what they said, or three different airlines. That would fly in and out of the facility, like we said, mostly flying mail. But uh, it still turned a profit, and it picked up three more airlines along the way and then constructed a new hangar, which set off 50 years of pretty much constant growth. And the airport, they just kept adding on as they went. And so since it kept growing, it kind of became 
a center for the city's like future business and plans because they originally opposed the idea of an airport because they didn't really see a need for it or didn't really think it was a play a good place for the airport to be and they finally pushed enough to get it accepted and it ended up being like a huge deal after only like five ten years of being open so right i mean you look at colorado like it's a good hub for america for like you know traveling oh yeah it's like it's like right in the middle basically right i mean and it's so scenic there too like it's just a beautiful place to have an airport honestly Mm -hmm. but uh so when it started expanding so rapidly they gave it a new name uh on august 25th 1944 they named it stapleton airfield which was a namesake taken from denver's mayor at the time benjamin stapleton so it was uh, Denver Municipal Airport for 15 years, and then it changed over to Stapleton. So by 1945, the number of employees had gone from around 40 to around 1,200 in that, what, was 16 years? Wow. That's insane, that's bro. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's, now, like, that's insane. Yeah. Bro. Like, that's how fast this place was becoming, like, a major hub. And a lot of the reason for it becoming like way more popular too is because of World War Two, because people realized, mm-hmm. oh, air travel is a lot more feasible than we thought mm-hmm. it was before. So then people started buying into the idea of flying around more. Um, and with that jump in employees, the amount of acres that it took up went from 640 to over 1,400 acres. So it over doubled in size physically in that time too. Wow. And they had... At that time, four runways and two flying schools. So they had a lot going on here in yeah. that short amount of time. That's even before like this mega airport that we're about to talk about was built. Right, There exactly. already was like a ton going on. Yeah, like I said, just constant growth over the next 50 years. So once 1950 hit, the airport was seeing nearly 2,000 people a day coming through. And by 1955, it was trafficking over a million people through it annually. So... That's a lot of people coming in after, like, what, 25 years? That's pretty crazy. That honestly is crazy. I wonder if it just had so much success because it was probably one of the earlier airports, just even on the West Coast at all, because I can't imagine, like, Idaho, no offense, having an (laughs) airport, or, like, Wyoming, like, go Broncos, like, having an airport. Right. You know? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, like... When I was reading about this, I was like, holy crap, this thing really, like, blew up. Yeah. It went viral, I guess you could say. It went viral. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> so, with all of these people coming through, they needed to expand more. So, they added new wings to the uh, airport and more control towers. And s- since the jets, jets were becoming a more feasible thing to use for public travel... So that was something that they needed to facilitate, and so they needed to overhaul again. And so they received uh, 2,520 more acres to build on. So that's almost 150% of what the total land was already for the airports. They were at around 1,400. And so now they're getting 2,500 more acres. Wow. So they built off of that and built the first jet engine runway, and by the end of 1962, and it was the third ranked airport in terms of total operations at that time so you can tell how important this is becoming on a national scale too Mm -hmm. so 
1964, it was renamed again, and it kept the Stapleton moniker, but this time it was Stapleton International Airport instead of just Stapleton Airways or uh, Airfield. Ooh, the first ever Mr. Worldwide. Okay. So they were, they were getting out there. The good times weren't to last, and the airport couldn't keep up with the increase in demand for the larger jets, as well as more people moving through it, since they had already expanded so much off of the base that they started with. So they decided to stop all uh, all flights and everything through that airport and decided to build a new one. And that's where Denver International Airport Yay. comes in. So I just, sorry to interrupt, no, just ahead. like so curious, like the people that were just decided, hey, we just simply need a bigger airport we have millions of people coming through and now to what it is today it's like it's large, you have nazis it's like the largest <laughs> airport in the country right so. it's the sec- i think it's the second largest in the world yeah with the largest runway in america yeah it's crazy it's nuts yeah so it opened officially on february 28th 1955 and it was 16 months behind the original schedule. It was supposed to open in like October 1993. So it, w- it took a lot longer than they had planned on. And we'll get into that as we go through conspiracies and stuff as to why that is or why people think that is. And there's a number of factors, uh, but like I said, we'll go into them. And upon completion, it was the largest airport landmass in America with a total of 33,457 acres, which... That's big. A little bit bigger than the last one. Um, Acres, like, I don't know what an acre is, so I had to look that up. It's like 50-some miles. It's like square miles, something like that. Like total? Yeah, total of square miles is like 50-something. That's, That's huge. It's, it's yeah. I've been there, and it's very... It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a super cool airport. Like, I kind of sucked when I went just because they had a lot of things cordoned off because of COVID. Cool. Yeah. So you had to kind of go streamlined to where you needed to be. But but yeah, like Marshall said, it houses the longest runway in America at 16,000 feet or 4,876 meters for our out-of-country listeners. It's also insane just how big this is. Just to put it in perspective, it's bigger than San Francisco, Miami, and Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. It's bigger than most major cities in our country. That's insane. But it is, like, in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Like, when you get out of the airport, you have to drive a decent ways to get into, like, any civilization. It's just a lot of, like, open fields and right. stuff like that around it. So, But they use a lot of that area. So. Right. It's it's pretty crazy to see how it started in 29 at this little mail flying operation. And now it's the biggest airport in America. Right. So Biggest hub for air travel. I think Basically. it's yeah. I think it's like ranked fifth in terms of like people going through it yeah. a year. All right, with that out of the way, now we're gonna get into the conspiracy. Yes, stuff. there's your little brief brief pinch of history. <laughs> yes, now we're gonna put on our tinfoil. That's hats. your yes. little little gem. Yep, a little Puppies baby gem. off limits, baby. So now we're gonna get into the fun stuff. So. Marshall, do you want to start us off with one of your favorite conspiracies, um, perhaps? It's not really a conspiracy. Oh, I mean, it could be, but um, I don't know if I want to save this for the like the end. But um, a lot of the reason why they are they were behind schedule is because of uh, the Airline Deregulation Act. Did you read anything about mm-hmm. that? So it it basically in 1978 um, basically made air travel more like a capitalistic free market so the airlines could have more say and stuff okay so when an airline or an airport would be built these airlines would have 
their say in how uh, the airport was built. So that's kind of the reason, a lot of the reason why it was so behind schedule is because all these airlines were like, oh, let's change this, let's change that. A lot of people had input on yeah, what they wanted. And so then it just got pushed back. But, sure. Um, but for conspiracy, I don't know. I, I kind of want to start with the murals. Okay. I think, if that's all right with yeah, you two. Totally. I honestly love that. The, the murals are just truly insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the... Uh, artist's name in front of me i don't know if you have that i do so the there's some large murals at the airport done by artist leo tanguma and they've created quite a lot of controversy (laughs) over what they're supposed to represent so and we will be sharing these starting notes we will share these on our uh social medias yeah just to give some perspective if you're wondering like what we're going to talk about yeah, and pretty much anywhere you look, like if you just type in Denver Airport Conspiracies, you'll see these in the articles or in Google Images, wherever you're looking. So basically, the the one that creates the most talk is, it's a mural called, let me see if I can find it, Children Dream of World Peace. Just a weird <laughs> title to Which, start yeah, it's, it's an interesting name. So uh, among the imagery present in this picture, it has a warmonger that closely resembles a Nazi complete with a saber and a rifle. And then there's just a bunch of children along the edges. And then in the next panel, there's a bunch of kids underneath a rainbow putting down guns. And there's just like a kid in a coffin. (laughs) It's just all over the place. (laughs) And I believe there's even like in the painting uh, an inscription from an Auschwitz survivor or something like that. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's just all over it. I mean, I don't know if it's part of the same mural, but um, in another piece, uh, there's children breaking swords over an anvil, and that anvil is on top of the Nazi stormtrooper, which, I mean, sure, it's a good message, like, overcoming war and whatever, but it's just kind of creepy in an airport. Is you that know what the I message, mean? though? I, who knows? Maybe there's also just, off. like, a red carpet over the Nazi. Yeah. The There's just like a full red carpet. So it's like, was he just strutting down Dude, on a red carpet and then all these children just kind of stabbed him? His grand entrance. <laughs> what, like, what's the message here? There's like, just paparazzi on the side. Right. Was the rainbow there before or after the uh, Nazi died? Well. No, I have nothing. I, I was just going <laughs> to say that the rainbow just makes it creepier. Oh, yeah. Because it's supposed to be happy. Everything but then, makes it creepy. Yeah. Then there's a Nazi with a saber. I mean nazi in quotations i don't know what he is but he's got a gun and a a sword it looks creepy i mean i'm very biased into being wacky for this episode and just kind of being preposterous but like that's definitely a nazi i mean even Mm -hmm. has like their eagle like insignia i mean why would they mention auschwitz if they wasn't a nazi right like there's no purpose into bringing the nazis in there it doesn't explicitly say that but pretty much everyone that talks about this will say the nazi painting or whatever yeah also, LOL, looking at this painting, there's just two little doves resting on top of the Nazi as well, like right by the red carpet. Just like, preposterous. Where did they come in <laughs> well, to play? Actually, in the one where he's swinging the saber, he is cutting the, the dove down with his with his sword. In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scenario. And the rainbow's still there. <laughs> the yep. And in the, the rainbow's still there, no matter and what. could that mean that he's cutting down the future of many civilians as the New World Order takes over? It could be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because that's what people think. Wait, that wasn't a woo-woo-woo like in, in support. That, that was like a wee-woo-wee-woo that just went wrong. Evan, in support of Nazis taking over. Oh, man. <laughs> so theorists claim that uh, this 
mural points towards the airport supporting some sort of fascist secret society. And alongside, like, with the children laying in coffins and stuff like that, it just kind of points towards an apocalyptic message, if you look at it pretty much face value. So a lot of people have extrapolated on that and said, why would this artist, first of all, paint this, and why would the airport commission something like this to go in their airport unless they had some sort of agenda that they were trying to push? Right. I wonder if the artist just had no rules. There's the no rules. Was... Put your shirt on. There's one rule. <laughs> <laughs> the airport was just, just kind of told them, "Go nuts, man. Do you? We're not going to interfere with the, interfere with your work." I mean, the airport. And then he came back with this. The airport and... commissioned so many artists to do work at this airport side. I feel like they just kind of gave them free reign. They're just like, "Hey, you know, do what you think would be appropriate and call it a day." Hey, it's a pro. I mean, it's an airport, so you know, like airplanes or so you know know, Nazis at airplanes. Nazis, and you know what the Nazis could do is take over the world. That'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking at another mural. Like, there's one. The forest is on fire in the background. There's a penguin chap trapped in a glass. Case, oh. and there's a jaguar <laughs> dead yeah over like what appears to be a saint <laughs> i don't think i saw that's that one. I, oh no yeah it's called a... in peace and harmony with nature and nature there's a there's a mounted bison head in the back it's of the just cor- back right so corner, preposterous as well as a white boy holding a a squirrel a raccoon <laughs> and also a little girl dead in a coffin so that's... what is this airport <laughs> So what the artist has said, that's about, um, what the hell is it? Like global warming, climate change, basically. Like if we don't change our ways, this is what's going to happen, basically. Ah. Good alibi. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was paid off to say that. He. He was. Sorry. I don't know why I said she. <laughs> I believe it's a he. Okay. Name is Leo, so I'm assuming he. Sounds but like a he. Who knows? Well, this uh, is the only one that I've seen that doesn't have a rainbow in it also. So this is this is how you know that they're serious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's something they're trying to... So Denver Airport's going to be the international hub of New World Order operations come, coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> so, so look forward to that. Zero stars. Rotten Tomatoes movie. will give it a terrible review. Good. Or the, a good review because they have no choice. <laughs> So there's another conspiracy that revolves around a dedication stone that sits at the airport. So basically what it is, it's a big stone tablet, and it's got a bunch of inscriptions on it. And one of the inscriptions features a symbol of the Freemasons, which is one of the oldest secret societies, especially in America. And it also features the words New World Airport Commission, which apparently never existed, according to research by conspiracy buffs. So this insinuates that Freemasons, in league with the New World Order, which it kind of obvious, the New World Airport Commission, New World Order, pretty much the same name. Yeah, they were not subtle. Nope. That is the case. Yeah, pretty easy to figure that one out. So they've, they say that they've pretty much used this airport as part of their agenda and kind of controlled everything from the start. And beneath that stone, there's a time capsule that was, I, I believe it was buried in 1994 and then it's said to be opened in 2094 so 100 years later so what's in there what i heard was a bio chemical weapon something like that something that will take out the world population 
we'll get into it in a different point, but I mean, there's other conspiracies about the government doing some weird tests in here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it would make sense. Who knows? We do. We're <laughs> talk about it. It's all true. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> hey. So that one's another one. And I, I think that one's a little more easy to point out just because of the symbology that's present. Mm-hmm. And it's literally writ- carved into stone. So again, they were not subtle. Not subtle they at all. So no, I mean, they definitely not. They really gave us an easy in on this one. Like the CEO keeps on saying, "Yeah, this is all true." Like, yeah, we're technically I never lied. Yeah, I mean, Kim Day, we're we're looking at you, and she's looking right back at us with a smile. I guess. Yeah, with so, a little wink. Like, so. What do you guys want to get on to next? You want to talk about the uh, big blue horse? I was going to say, I, I've been dying to talk about the horse. <laughs> can we talk about the horse? I, yeah, you can talk about the horse. <laughs> what do you want to talk um, about? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's creepy. It is uh, creepy. What is it, 30, 32? 32, yeah, I think it's 32 feet. 32 feet? Yeah, 32. Um, its eyes glow red at all times. Yeah, so if you're wondering what we're talking about, there is a giant blue Mustang statue that sits outside the airport. And the citizens of Denver have aptly named it Blucifer. So that's fun. That's also the most creative part of like this entire thing. Just, it, it's just, just a, it is off the, the best name for anything. Like, no, its name is like Seabiscuit. Not as fun. Not nearly as fun. So it's a 32 foot tall statue of a blue horse rearing up on its hind legs. It's got red eyes, as Marshall said, and the mane that kind of looks like snakes. So that's cool. It's kind of a really metal statue when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like, it is. It, I could see someone playing a heavy metal concert and just having that in the background. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah, this picture I have up looks like an album cover, basically. Right? So it's uh, a pretty unnerving sight indeed. But to add even more to the story, the artist that created the sculpture, Luis Jimenez, was killed by this statue before he could finish it. So... He was working on it for nearly a decade, and in 2006, a piece of the sculpture fell off and severed an artery in his leg, killing him. You could say that he worked himself to death. (laughs) Get out. You could say he really didn't even have a leg in this race. (laughs) Oh, wait. I got to think of one now. (laughs) Nay. (laughs) That was good. That was good. That was like our rhyming scheme, just trying to see who could get the last one. So... After he passed away, his children ended up finishing it and unveiled it in 2008, so where it sits right now. So, it's it's got to be a cursed horse, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> look, I just killed look its at creator. It. Yeah, and it's got red eyes, like, and the fact that's supposed to resemble the wild spirit of the West. It's like, yeah, it was so wild it killed its creator. Yeah, and can't be tamed. So a lot of people have said, well, I feel like this is kind of supposed to represent a, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse or something, since it's got glowing red eyes and it's oh, yeah. kind of huge and killed its creator. Like That is a big old Bronco. It is. Well, I guess technically Mustang. But I don't know if it. one of the four horsemen is blue, though. So I guess they took artistic liberties on that part. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Maybe that's why I was so pissed. Probably. It's just like, don't, me wrong. don't paint me blue. <laughs> God left me unfinished. But I love you. It's kind of, it's, <laughs> it's not a fun backstory to this horse. No. Honestly, not at all. I can see why people, you, you can see where these people get these ideas from. Like, it's not like they just woke up one day and they're like, I'm just going to make some shit up about Denver Airport. I mean, they have historical basis for some of this stuff, so. 
His but, ghost just like went into that horse. It's like, well, it just started neighing when they set it up. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, that there's like fog machines and stuff like that. You have to like pet it, like, oh, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> it's like, no, still a statue. Shot right laser on. beams out of its eyes. Right. So, in addition to all of the weird murals, there's some other arts that are around this airport that kind of signify some creepy stuff. So, there's two gargoyle statues that are perched up near the baggage claim areas. So a lot of people think this kind of represents like a harbinger, a doom or something like that. So, I mean, I don't know why you'd have gargoyles there. In an airport. Yeah. To fend off Mothman. I guess. Uh, they, they just come to life and start fighting Mothman. That'd be sick. That would be and sick. And then the blue horse comes in. Oh, Mothman, Mothman rides the horse. I was just going to say that <laughs> Mothman's steed is the blue horse. All right, cut this part. We're going to make this into a five-part series. <laughs> like video series. We're, We're gonna... trademarking that idea. No one can steal it. Yes, verbal trademark. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, right? You, if, if you try to take it, you can contact our lawyers. And it's just a chalkboard. <laughs> just us. <laughs> You can come down to Evan's basement and fight us on it. Right, yeah. We will get sock and boppers and an inflatable ring, and we'll see who wins. Absolutely. That'd be fun. I want to do that. First live show, we're getting that set up. <laughs> there's that, and then there's also a bunch of like weird words that are carved into the floor and some of the uh, stones in the floor of the airport, like uh, Kochatopa or Gali. So those are a couple examples of some of the words that are carved into the floor. So... What could that mean? Uh, I mean, some people say aliens could, could be yeah, an alien language, or maybe it's some sort of code for the new world order, so they can just laugh at us as we ignorantly walk past it as we go along our with our day. But I don't know. I don't work here. I'm looking at you, Evan. You got to have the answers here. I mean, I do have the like actual answers. <laughs> <Yes, but>. so <laughs> <do> <laughs> no, it's like every time you say that. Like one of those words, like the monster underneath in the tunnels just gets stronger. It feeds off your fear. <laughs> someone like says that word, and then as someone's taking a picture by the uh, the statue of the horse, it just like shakes a little bit. Right. Soon it's gonna awaken. That'd be. After a thousand years, <laughs> you dare wake my slumber. <laughs> it's like the uh, when they find the uh, genie in Aladdin, and just yes. like this giant mouth opens up in the sand. Mm-hmm. Diamond in the rough. <laughs> but it's not going to be fun dance numbers unless the horse is blue. Maybe the horse is the genie from Aladdin. Oh, I was going to say he would. Sing so someone the just blues. has to go up and rub the horse. <laughs> rub the horse. <laughs> he just kicks you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you people. <laughs> right. Freaking again. Uh, so a couple more we got. We got. The runways are laid out like a swastika if looked at from above. So that one's pretty self-explanatory. Again, not subtle at all if that's what they were going for. That's not see subtle. That didn't work. Didn't work. How could you not see that? That Uh, (laughs) There's a connection between that and then that mural then, too, if it is a Nazi in the mural. I mean, two for two on Nazi propaganda here. If you'll... I'm not going to say it's fun because it's not fun. <laughs> Zero fun is bad when Nazis are involved. Uh, and uh, you don't even want to get anybody started on those underground tunnels because, you know. I do. I want to get started. Well, get get well and started then, my friend. Um, Might be a while because there's so many of them. 
That's true. Yeah, they want to tell you it's just for uh, for their automatic baggage system, but <laughs> which. All right, we need to just take a break and talk about the baggage system. This thing is so preposterous. So, so when they're constructing the airport, they're trying to build like the state of the art automatic baggage claim system where it would just like shuffle your bags to your destination pretty much on its own. It wouldn't really need any human interference or people in carts or whatever. And man, was this thing a giant disaster. It like. There's a video, if you look it up on YouTube, of an MSNBC co- agent covering, like, the story of this thing. And there's video. Basically, what it does is it sends your luggage down a conveyor belt into, like, this bin. And then the bin goes over a little hump to kick the bin backwards. And pretty much it's supposed to send your luggage to the back of the bin so it doesn't fall out. But the pro- problem is... <laughs> that sometimes the luggage didn't get into the bin all the way. So when it kicks up like that, it just flings your luggage (laughs) off. And then there's just like people standing right next to it, trying to catch this luggage and throw it into like a separate bin so they can get it later. And then there's another clip that I saw of just an entire suitcase getting mangled as it falls (laughs) through all of the different conveyor belts. And then MSNBC guys just like, some people have called it the baggage claim from hell. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just the funniest thing ever. That is hilarious news reporting. It, honestly, like... Not a single person has ever called it that. I mean, that <laughs> the is... The baggage claim from hell. If you got anything out of it, you've got the moniker of having the worst baggage claim. And not only the worst, but the baggage claim from hell. Yes, that's Satan the dog actually designed. You you got something out of it, I guess. Yeah. But, but that's, anyways... That's funny. Out of the tunnels again. Um... No, what I was going to, yeah, I, could you imagine spending all this time and you have like a, like reporters there and then it's just flinging <laughs> bras and underwear everywhere it's or whatever they used so to test. Funny. The representative for the airport probably dressed up so nice too. Yeah. Just strutting in the office, like just a nice easy day. Just have to do this interview with MSNBC, like whatever. And then all of a sudden just panties. They were already late, like very late at this time. Oh, yeah. This was, uh, what, like five or six months late, I think? Yeah. I don't know. So as we said, that was 16 months late on when they were supposed to open versus when it actually Mm -hmm. opened. So, I mean, that's a big reason why they were late was these tunnels. And so a lot of people claim, well, they needed the extra time to build these tunnels to go there's people that say they're like a hundred. They go to a location like a hundred miles away, and that's a, why they uh, took so long to build it. And basically, they use it as meeting places for like secret society officials and head government honchos and any and aliens, like right. political prisoners, pretty much anything under the sun that you can think of. And not our sun, though. Aliens. Wee 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 wee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, you're dropping the ball right, right now. <laughs> What's that song go? Like a cop car. Uh, who sings that? Wee, wee, wee. Oh, Lil wee, Wayne, wee, Mrs. Wee. Officer. Is like that? a cop okay. car. Thank you. Dude, okay. that was a jam. I remember listening to that in sixth grade and being like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best thing in my life. Wait, what is the... what? What is the officer doing to Mr. Little Wayne? <laughs> Nothing. They're having fun together. In a cop car. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so yeah, basically, the idea behind this theory is that it's just an expanded network of tunnels that these secret officials can use however they wish. Like, and while that's all going on, the main airport employees are just going about their day with no knowledge of what else is going on behind the scenes. Turns out it's actually just an indoor golf course. That'd be, That'd be tight. tight. Underground indoor <laughs> golf course. I'd probably pay... Well, I definitely don't have enough money to go there. Nope. It's for the secret and uh, well off, but I would love to get we around We could dress him. you up like an alien and see if they just let you in. Right? It's like, <laughs> oh, Mr. Martian, come on in. It's, it's like, like, no, I just wore a flannel today, but thank you. <laughs> it's like one of those like dumb alien dolls that got really YouTube famous. Like I don't remember what the they named it, but it was just like the the vines of the alien like oh, smoking the bloods yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. Like someone was moving its arms. But anyways, those are like the biggest ones. Oh, and also with the tunnels. So people say that these tunnels were used for government experiments, like I kind of alluded to earlier. Basically saying that there is electromagnetic experiments going on and it actually caused windshields of fourteen planes to crack in a single day. And so basically, if the government was using the tunnels this way, it's feasible that there'd be like another secret entrance for whoever else if they're already doing secret testing down here. So that's pretty much all I had for conspiracies. I don't know if you guys wanted to mention anything else. Um, hmm. I don't want to uh, like get ahead of ourselves when we debunk stuff, but like there were a couple like smaller things too. Um, like, near where the time capsule was the the thing that said what um talking about the new the dedication the new world airport commission yeah right near there there was uh a mine cart with the letters a u a g yeah i saw that for gold and silver but some people think it's a a strain of hepatitis or something like that yeah it's like some australian thing or something too i saw right so so hepatitis was born in the Denver airport. I suppose or so. they have some weapon, but we bio weapon. Yeah, but we have the they've weaponized hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> they've weaponized minecarts. Oh no, <laughs> the hepatitis gun. <laughs> Ew. The only way to carry this bio weapon is in a minecart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was built in. Uh, oh, I guess that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. I was gonna say it was built in like the 80s and 90s, but we were well past minecarts by then, I believe. I don't know. I'd say some yeah. people probably still use them. But anyways. ah, peaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. But well, any- that time capsule started to interrupt. So it bared symbols or like those symbols weren't they related to the Freemasons? Yes, the, the uh, like dedication stone above it has like the Freemason symbol on it. Yeah, so that's where the people, the people, the history conspiracy people got like the Illuminati stuff, essentially, right? Yeah, pretty much like the New World Order Illuminati, like any secret society basically that you can think think of. They name. So, what's your guys' favorite conspiracy out of this list? I'm gonna put my own in. This is actually where the Spear of Destiny is held. Oh. That's that's and big. the electromagnetic pulses that happened on that one day was someone trying to wield its power for the first time in millennia. It's just Thor, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's badass. What's uh, your favorite one? Um, I don't know. Like, the more like, you well, like, okay, well, let me ask you this: like, you were the one that recommended this topic, so like, what was the thing that really like drew you to want to talk about this? Like, out of these, is there like a certain one? Um. 
it all kind of comes together. It's like, you know, you have the big blue horse out there. Like, what the hell is that? And then you walk through, and then there's murals of uh, what looks like Nazis killing children, you know? And then you look up, and then you see this. Uh, we didn't even talk about the ceiling. It's made to look like teepees. Yeah. So, like, there are these big sails that, um, what was, uh, what was the NFL stadium that, uh, it was the Viking stadium that got collapsed in, right? Oh, wow. That's, I can't remember. Yeah, but. It starts with an M. Metrodome? Metrodome. Yeah. Anyways, right. I don't know why I went there, but, uh, they always had issues at Denver airport with their ceiling too, because it's, it's not a ceiling. It's a big sail. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. And then you got the gargoyles popping out of luggage. That's just weird. <laughs> why is that just like so Colorado? I don't know why. Like, nah, man, we're not going to do We don't need regular ceilings. <laughs> what a square. You want some tile and like roofing? <laughs> you want actual structural support? Like, there? fuck out of here. We're going to put up a sail. <laughs> we're going to put up a single wash. Sail. We're going to put up a single washcloth to hold off Colorado weather. Yeah. You got it. It's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's just the combination of all of it. It just is just weird. But then it is weird on the surface. Like if that was all we would have told people, if we like didn't have anything else after this, I would also agree that it's kind of odd. Like right. a lot of this is weird coincidences and mm-hmm. like strange like why would they do it this way kind of things. Right. But with that being said, maybe I, they were just very just didn't want to see it, so they didn't see it. You know, yeah, like no one just pointed out. Does anyone else see like a Nazi there? Kind of like when artists actually accidentally draw genitalia in their art. Yeah, it's like Georgia O'Keeffe. Like yes, <laughs> all of her painting. She didn't do that on accident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no yeah. way. <laughs> it's like did no one just want to tell her like, hey, that's uh... that's a vagina, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was like one of those. But then, like, there, it's just everything, you know, right? Like, everything together. It's just weird. Well, and it's also kind of crazy because there's so many different people that worked on the artistic aspects of everything that came together here. So it's just like, why did all of these people end up having such a weird time or, like, make such a weird product out of what they were given a task to do? It's like, you would think at least one of these people would make something normal or airport-themed. Right. Like, <laughs> take a picture There's of an airplane. Singular of plane. Is, yeah, There's a singular is, plane. It's all, like, birds and children right. and Nazis and horses. It's it's literally nothing to do with airplanes. Yeah. Huh. They could have just, like, thrown in a mural of the Wright brothers and called it a day. Yeah. But that artist said, no, we're going to have this Nazi with a scimitar Slice open a dove. Yeah, he, he he was playing too much RuneScape. He's like, it's gotta get, gotta give him a steel skimmy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we talked about all the wacky do stuff, which, given what we've learned, it is there's reason for it. I be, I, I guess. I mean, there's not, but I mean, <laughs> you can see why. And for conspiracy theorists who usually don't have much to like go for. It's such like a feeding ground for them that they can just pick at different things and come up with whatever they want about it, which is the fun part about conspiracy. Also, the dangerous part about conspiracy. Right. Yep. Right. You only pick at the pieces that you want to pick at. Exactly. So now we're going to kind of go through and 
one by one kind of explain these away as for what we found in our research and what other people have found in their research. So as far as that dedication stone with the Freemasons symbol in the New World Airport Commission and all that, which apparently the Airport Commission apparently didn't exist, uh, the Freemasons just have been around for a long time. They're just they're a pretty well known society. It's not like they try and hide themselves all that much. It's they have symbols on like hundreds of buildings throughout the U.S. It's mm-hmm. they're right. stonemasons. Right. They help they build, build stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that much of a like strange thing for their name to be somewhere like in a big construction right like built all not all of america but built like a lot of the early buildings like the monuments essentially yeah exactly like it's it's just a name that people have somehow gotten attached to like illuminati and all of the like the skull and bone society all that stuff it's just somehow gotten mixed into that different patch of the american quilt that became somehow laced with a bunch of different like not I, i'm trying to think of the right word like malicious intent i guess so i don't know how that happened and when it happened but somehow people got it in their head that they're not good people so right yeah like when did it happen when you heard um freemason and thought like spooky scary underground stuff not just stone builders you i think know? people just love to extrapolate on things that they're not a part of because it is technically a society that you have to get accepted into. So it's not like just anyone can be in it, but there's chapters all over. Like there's lodges everywhere for Freemasons. It's not like it's that much of a hidden thing, even though it's a, like a not public society. It's a quote unquote secret society. Just because you don't know what goes on in their meetings doesn't mean it's all right. Hard. Like, doom and gloom right people will always just jump to the conclusions like they're sacrificing raccoons in there <laughs> something like that like yeah. something insane can we sacrifice raccoons. the mosquitoes of anything like get yeah rid of those fuckers <laughs> but yeah it that that's nothing i i just don't understand why that's gotten like intertwined with all of right the conspiracy stuff and as far as the new world airport commission it it did exist i don't know why people that was the craziest thing out of all of this just people saying it didn't exist, the, th- and it just—it just simply did. Yeah, yeah. And, and, right. I mean, it only existed for like the opening festivities. That's the main reason why it was a thing. And I guess you could say, like, well, that's not really an airport commission if it's not something that's ongoing or lasted for a while. But what? Where did they even get that? Are they just experts on airport yeah, commissions? Yeah, exactly. All, like, all of a sudden, I don't understand how you can just Never disqualify mind. this whole thing. Like, it doesn't it literally makes no sense. That's so. Like, I'm just picturing someone. I, I was about to say just picturing some dorks in a basement as we're dorks in a basement. Oops. The name of the podcast, number three. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm just picturing people just being like, well, a typical airport commission wouldn't just end after the first day as if they know anything about an airport commission and yeah. the ins and outs of an airport. Unless you're an like, airport commission expert. Right. Which I feel like even that is dubious. Can you imagine being an airport commission like expert or historian, that has to be the worst life. That that can't be that exciting. Yeah, all of your books revolve around just like meetings of people at airports, right? Not even like the history of planes, just the history of airport commission meetings. Gross, boring. So, but so this is where we're gonna put the subway and the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I gotta document this. So this airport commission did exist. It it basically was a play on words that. Uh, a man named Charles Ansbacher, which I don't know what his position in all of this was, but he 
it's believed that he named it as a reference to uh, Vorak's New World Symphony, and then he just took that and named it the New World Airport Commission, and it was pretty much just in charge of helping to organize the opening day festivities because they had like a big to-do, like a festival and stuff at like the opening of this new airport. So, What was the first name? Which the Vor Vorak? It, it's like it's spelled D V O R A K, and it's got like accents over it. I believe it's like a Russian name or Ukrainian name. So I don't know. So if... that was the original name, and then they switched it. To... No, that was the name of the composer that like oh. organized. He he organized the New World Symphony. So right. I don't. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I don't know Russian and or whatever language what? that's in. So no Russian. <laughs> no. You have a killer Russian accent. I did though. do a pretty good Russian accent in that one very depressing episode that you guys should go back oh. and listen to if you didn't. What, remind me again what it was called something pass. The uh, no, Deep not that one. The uh, oh, the Holodomor, the the Great Famine. I don't think I listened to that one. It's depressing. Wow, That's... kick him off the show. Kick <laughs> him off the show. Honestly, I think I've missed about two episodes. I was gonna <laughs> say you're yeah. pretty good about keeping up yeah. with it. So. But as we hold a gun to his head, <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm... the one where it was just me and Ev. We didn't have a guest. Oh, really? Week. Yeah. Okay. Well, what the hell? Why did it made it? me sad for an hour? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was a great week for me and Evan, especially Evan, because I already knew what I was talking about. Right. But I did a cool Russian accent, so you get to look forward. Hell to yeah. Um. So yeah, it it was around. I don't know where they got the idea that it wasn't, but that's what that one explained away pretty easily. Uh, as far as like the murals that were done by Leo Tenguma, he pretty much went on the record and said that it's supposed to be representative of a storyline which peace and environmental awareness follow times of war and pollution. So basically that like Nazi killing the doves, wearing a gas mask and the children like kind of in the background, all that's supposed to be like the precursor to all of the rainbows and good times and stuff like that, basically. Hmm. So he's pretty much gone on the record and denounced that it's not supposed to be some big agenda or whatever that he's trying to push. So, or he, he just got paid off to say that. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's that's what I got from the horse's mouth. So, I mean, Lucifer's mouth. Yes, <laughs> we can trust him. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if anyone's gonna know what it's actually supposed to mean, it's gonna be the guy that made it. Well, what people don't know, during that entire interview, he actually had a mysterious red dot like on his forehead <laughs> the entire time. Good thing it was just an audio There's interview. There's literally just like in frame a gun on his head. Like, <laughs> you guys aren't being subtle about this. You hear someone in the background like, back up, back up. And then you slowly <laughs> see the gun like go out But of, they out accidentally went live. Right. Like, <laughs> so that's that's pretty much what I like. I found that dispels that rumor. And I mean, it's art. You can construe art in whatever way you decide to construe it. It's the same with music. It's the same with anything. You can take meaning out of it for what fits to your purpose. Like, You could Mm -hmm. read a book and get an entirely different message than another person just because you're going through a different personal stage in your life versus another person, and everyone's going to get something else. So, Very true. Unless you're reading The Great Gatsby, and then the green light means go. Go. (laughs) Oh, spot, oh, spot, oh, spot. (laughs) Honestly, love that book. Love that movie so much. That's all I had to say. Yeah, dude, the I agree. Dude, the soundtrack from that movie was kicking. It's so good. They got like Jay-Z on that, I think. Yeah. It's, it was badass. It's such a good soundtrack. Movies were so much 
completely separate rants. Movies were so much better back in the day. Dude, I was talking to my coworker. Back in the day, we're 25. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like 10 or, years or, ago. Hey, Do you I've mean, been told oh, I'm an old sorry. soul by literally every single person I've met this summer. So it's like, yeah, I think new things just stink now. Me and my coworker were talking about how good the CGI was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Davy Jones, like, oh, incredible. literally, God. like, stands up to the best of CGI today. When's yeah. insane? When the oh, hell better, did that? I think it's it came out in like 2007. Well, mm-hmm. why? I okay, okay. Even in the first one, that shot where they're sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. That shot where they're walking underwater. Yeah, and yeah. What the hell? Bones? And I like someone on t- when I was reading through a thread of this on Twitter, someone said like, oh, well, it wasn't full CGI with Davy Jones. It was just partial. And they're like, no. He, they like showed frame like three frames and it's literally the actor who did Davy Jones and then a very crude 3D rendering and then the full render of Davy Jones like all together and it's just insane how well they did with that. Hilarious that that guy was trying to downplay the like how good that CGI was. Yeah, it's like no, it was only meh. It's well, like no, that was elite. And well, they, there's a like deleted scene where it just shows the actor actually like performing a scene just with all of like the sensor points on his body and stuff and it's so funny like watching him do the voice and like mm-hmm. the head nods and like all of that stuff 100 yeah. souls. <laughs> and he's and he's like uh he's like limping like, editing that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like all limping right. and stuff like he's davy Jones. it's like it's super cool to see that they made this into that right so right. yeah it's it's insane, and we were talking about that, and then we were talking about three hundred, how they like did CGI in that movie, which was also pretty. It's good. a badass movie, yeah, it really is. Again, because I was movies were better. <laughs> movies were better. That's like ten years old. I mean, that's a decade. I'm, okay, all right. Okay. And then we, t- yeah, we were talking about Roman movies, and then we talked about Gladiator. Ah, oh, man, such a good movie. Gladiator oh. is so good. You want to go see the talkie? Hey, I'll see the talkie. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Don't need that on there. Don't need that recorded. That'll be on there. All right. Where were we? Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just kidding. Denver Airport. Bootstrap. So, Bill, you're a liar, and you will spend eternity on this ship. <laughs> I love those movies, They're man. They're so good. All right, so next on the list, we have good old Lucifer. So as Evan alluded to earlier, Luis Jimenez was kind of quoted as saying that the red eyes were supposed to signify the wild spirit of the American West because he kind of grew up in a culture where everything was bright and colorful as far as art went. And so that was kind of his background, and his children even said that they they completed it and made it the way it was because he worked with like neon signs and stuff. So it just kind of reflected, it was like an homage to what their father did in his life as far as his art went. So that's why the colors are kind of like all over the place. And basically it's just a callback to his other stuff, I guess. So, right. And yeah, that makes sense. The fact that it, Hmm ended up killing him in the process it's just a tragic accident yeah. like there's accidents happen i mean weirder shit things, happens yeah, yeah weirder things have happened i mean it's just a freak accident so right and i mean i guess putting perspective he died doing what he loved exactly so. so rest in peace i mean it sucks that you put a nearly a decade of your life or over a decade of your life into making this one sculpture and 
don't see it through to completion, but I guess having your children finish it off is probably like the best way that it could go after that. So Oh, for sure. I mean, probably wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, exactly. Especially since he was watching the entire time through the eyes of said horse. He <laughs> he lives in there. <laughs> Do they I have just... an explanation why the eyes are red? Yeah, the, the wild spirit of the American West. That's what it was supposed to signify. No, I mean, like, are there lights in there? No, it's like? just painted red, I oh, think. No, I, I swore they they glue, like, because of lights. I don't know. I did not I did not look into it that mm-hmm. far, so Me I don't neither. know. I just saw Big Blue Horse scary. <laughs> <laughs> Big Blue Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, say a lot words when few words do trick? <laughs> um... <laughs> How was it? I, when you said when you said he was watching from inside the horse, I just thought of the, like the I think it's Clash of the Titans where they have the <laughs> the steel bull or whatever. And yep. They just have like the women inside it screaming. I was like, sold their father inside. Like that'd be pretty morbid. Oh gosh, yeah. That'd be a, an apt title to call it, Lucifer, if that was true. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> really hope it's not. Um, so the gargoyles, uh. They're not omens of doom. They never really have been. They've always, like, historically been accepted as a symbol of, like, warding off evil versus bringing evil in. And, I mean, they're originally used as decorative downspouts. So, right. I mean, it's not like they're anything that's sinister or whatever. Right. Whatever these people want to say. And, I mean, they're jumping out of suitcases. That's so, that's fun. That's cute. Yeah, it's fun gargoyle statues. Also, it's kind of funny, too, because they're jumping out of suitcases. It could allude to their failed <laughs> the fail, auto, the, yeah. from hell, whatever the yeah. hell is called. Uh, I guess that's true. That gargoyles like, jumping out. Yeah, like, maybe, I, don't I don't know if they were there before or after. Because they're by yeah. the baggage claim, so I mean, yeah. it would make sense that that would be what they would try to allude yeah, to. Just the guardians of the luggage. They didn't yeah. do a good job. At least not at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they were frozen in stone in their defense. That's true. They couldn't really help. As far as those odd languages that are on the floor, it's just it's Navajo language as well as names of people that uh, worked on projects at the airport. So Cochatopa in Navajo means mountain pass. Uh, the second word, Cisnagini, means black mountain. Or Cisnagini, yeah means Black Mountain, and Zitditgal means White Mountain. And these are all locations that are important to the Navajo that are located in Colorado. So it makes sense that they would have those words in the Colorado airport. And then the other two words that people question, Braxma and Villarreal, are the last names of artists who worked on projects at the airport. So it's just literally It's just names. names. Yeah. (laughs) But it looks kind of weird to conspiracy theorists oh it's gotta be aliens yeah anything that you don't understand it's gotta be some higher meaning (laughs) just can be simply solved by a google search exactly (laughs) google translate (laughs) right so as far as the uh that's not american this (laughs) alien (laughs) it's more american than we are right yeah (laughs) so as far as the uh the swastika layout of the runway it's a little bit more touchy for airport officials because as we said kim day like plays into a lot of these conspiracies just because she finds that it's easier to play along rather than try and fight against a lot of these people so it's it and it brings in revenue for the airport they do a lot of advertising that says like oh is it like 
aliens coming through the airport or what is happening and and they haven't had like a little museum exhibit that like played into all of it so i mean it's just kind of a fun thing for them to do at this point but this one they don't really touch on for reasons that are pretty obvious just because if they say oh yeah we did that on purpose then people are going to be like what the fuck yeah red flag yeah that's not good so they don't really want that aura surrounding them so they just kind of avoid this one altogether and don't make a lot of claims on it but it's pretty obvious it's like pretty easy to explain away this one just because they have four runways pointing four different directions and the reason for that is because then it's easier for planes to take off and land in any sort of wind conditions and so with four runways pointing four different directions, any way the wind's blowing, you can accordingly accommodate right. air travel that way. So it just makes sense logistically to lay it out this way. And I mean, if you look at it from the sky and you are looking for that swastika design, you're going to see it. Right. It's it's pretty much something that you're... I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but it's pretty much the, the syndrome where if you're looking for something, you'll see you'll it, see it it's, even if it's not there. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if it's Mars or the moon, but like there's like craters that look like a face because like humans, we l- like look for things that and see faces yeah. just like how we see Jesus on our breakfast toast. You right. know what I mean? We're looking for it. Yeah, I mean, like... Or we it, recognize it? Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, people that have sold chips on eBay that look like a state or look like right. a country. It's people look for recognizable symbols in everything that they do, so... Yeah, I'm looking... Honestly, just looking at the layout right now, like, that's even a stretch saying that this is a swastika. I mean, like, I get it when you draw the lines on it, but... I mean, you have to be looking for exactly. it, is essentially what I'm saying. Right. Like and what you were saying. Um... What's different about this airport is that they're all laid out north, south, east, west, not touching. Yeah. Most most um, runways kind of intersect at to a certain degree, so it's just a little strange that they're, you know, so so far from each other. I I mean I'm not a I mean a pilot, was, but they also have the longest runway, so I mean right. like, they had to kind of keep them. I I would assume they had to kind of keep them separate just because they had such a long distance to cover, right. so they couldn't really have a super long runway just crossing all of these other more right, normal yeah, size runways. Sense. Yeah. Um and then lastly the underground tunnels, it's it's just baggage transport. And at, like we mentioned earlier, it had that failed super advanced automatic automatic baggage system. And uh that, there's people that claim, like I said, that it, it connects to locations almost hundred miles away. And if that were true this would be the most impressive feat of engineering in history that no one saw. Yeah, that was mm. somehow hidden from the public eye for less than two years, because the next longest tunnel, I believe, it's in Switzerland in some mountains. It's less than forty miles long, and that's the longest one to date in the world. So to have something that's over twice that long is just it's it, it's an impossibility that nobody would notice. Right. So yeah, and like like from the conspiracy side like oh that's just what they you want they want you to think like no, maybe they're just kind of idiots that don't know what they're doing and they're spending a lot of money on something that doesn't work. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, like, like you said they had so many hands in the the in the stew that were trying to get their 
like word into what was going to go on at this airport. So, I mean, you had hundreds of people trying to get a say in how this baggage system was going to run, how all of this was going to happen. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Also, they think the 100 miles leads to, I think it's Cheyenne, the Cheyenne bunker, right? I don't remember what it's called. It's some like, it. I believe it was some like, uh, what was it called? It was a NRAD or something no, like oh. that. It was like oh, some NORAD? NORAD. NORAD. That's what it well, was. They, they you, said it connected to NORAD. But you have this massive bunker. Why do you need to create this big airport 100 miles away to lead them 100 miles underground? Yeah. Can you safety? think of why how don't, long? Why don't you just land somewhere else that's how, closer? How long would it take to like care, like transport yourself 100 miles underground? Yeah. It just depends how fast your mine cart is. That's true. That's why it was there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's just not a thing. It never was, unless it's somehow still covered up as the best kept secret in the world. But, uh, like, the experiments with the windshields that broke on the same day, it was determined that it was just cold temperatures and really high winds that caused that to happen, which... It's also scary because you're flying in the air at high speeds. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's not a good sign. But also, if you're just sitting stationary, you're not warming up the plane. It's probably just more common than we think it is, even though we don't see it. Right. But, yeah, that's it's all of these things have explanations that are pretty easy to find if you just go right. and look mm-hmm. for them. So debunked. So I. I Completely forgot to mention our sources at the beginning, but uh, I personally used strangehistory.org for a lot of this. They had a really good layout of where they explained the conspiracy, and then they did their own research and explained a lot of them away. Uh, I used denverpost.com, travelandleisure.com, and denver.org. So those were my like big ones, and then, of course, the YouTube videos on the baggage yeah. systems. So. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> but... This is a fun trip yeah, through conspiracy. Great. And it, it kind of shows, as we have kind of in the past, that there's really not much of a leg to stand on with a lot of this stuff, even if it looks outwardly sinister or believable. But it's also very easy for people to just discount any truth and just believe right. what they want. So, Right, and it's just fun, you know? Yeah. How else are you going to make an airport exciting? Right. Exactly. And I think that's kind of, I don't know if it was the CEO or whatever it was, but that's kind of what they were trying to do was make it stand out like as an airport. Because like you go to an airport, you're just looking for your next flight, you're going home, whatever. It's just like you walk in there and it's like, what the hell? Like, I think that's kind of what they wanted. Like everyone to like look up and see all this crazy shit. It brings in more business for sure. It, It is wild. Yeah. yeah. What other airport has a museum in it? Yeah. You know, and signs with like reptilian creatures on them. All right. Like, it's fun to look at. Uh, sorry, I don't know if we're wrapping up, but did we talk about how they kind of played into it a little bit? I mean, yeah they they've done like advertising and stuff. Like the they'll put up signs all over, like saying they're with like images of reptilian creatures yeah. and like aliens and stuff like. Kim, the, Kim Day, the CEO, just she pretty much allows the the marketing team to just like go wild with it because right. 
at this point they don't see it as any harm other than the swastika thing yeah, obviously uh, right <laughs> but they're like welcome all theories except the swastika. yeah yeah Oh, that reminds me. One quick thought I had. Uh, they actually did put in another gargoyle that did speak. It would say like phrases as people would walk oh, past. Really? And one was just like this way to the new world order or something like that. Oh, really? Or like welcome, welcome reptilians. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Or get out now. <laughs> <laughs> just don't let yourself get caught up into it to the point where you're joining QAnon and storming the Capitol. <laughs> That's yep. when it gets dangerous. If we ask our listeners one thing, it's please don't commit treason. Yes. <laughs> don't become terrorists, just please. Don't buy into like that sort of conspiracy rhetoric. It's just not good, and it'll alienate you from a lot of people that you love. Yep. So, But either way, this was fun. I, I enjoyed talking about stuff like this. It's always fun to put on the tinfoil hat a little bit yeah. and just dive into, I want to say nonsense, but like, the nonsense did come from somewhere originally. Right. Granted, it was all debunked, but still fun. Like I said, it's got it's got basis. Like it's yeah. not foundless. It's just the foundation that it's on is not very solid. <laughs> the <laughs> foundation that it's on is a pile of chopsticks. Not great. It's not going to hold Toothpicks. you up. So. Matches. Do you think we did your your topic justice? Uh, I'd say so. What if he said no? He's <laughs> <laughs> just well, like, <laughs> the thing is with conspiracy theories is like, he has the money back. Right <laughs> <on> the <day. laughs> I'm rescinding my donation. Right. Like, it's always like this, oh, spooky, like, oh, cool. But then the more you look into it, the more it's just like, you think of the debunking theories, you know, like, it just starts to fall apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, the less you think about it, the cooler it is, if that makes any sense. You shut yeah. your brain off for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the government is pumping radio waves into the atmosphere to make us depressed. So and that's turn the frogs uh, gay. 100% yep. true. Dumping those minerals into the water, turn the frogs gay. <laughs> They're turning the fucking frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marshall, thank you for joining us. I'm glad you could be here for when we covered your topic. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, awesome. we definitely want to make sure that you or Alex uh, were here when we did this. Yeah, and I know Mark said that he wanted to be here for uh, when we did the uh, group donation topics, but he sadly couldn't be here. He's a little under the weather right now. But... Oh, Mark. So get well soon, buddy. But Marshall, thank you a lot for being here. It's always a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. So, Ev, before we get out of here, you want to... Well, Marshall, is there anything you want to personally plug before um, we get to our stuff? Kanye West dropped the fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that he... Uh... Lit himself on fire and remarried Kim? <laughs> no, I, not honestly, say I don't that. even know if that's real or no, if that's I'm like not, an SNL I'm skit. not even kidding. <laughs> I was going to say that he premiered it in Chicago with yeah. Marilyn Manson and DaBaby. Yeah. It's just and uh, remarried Kim and burned himself. It's all controversial. He was th- on fire. It's all very controversial things. Anyways, <laughs> Evan, you want to plug our social media? <laughs> Honestly, no. Not after that. <laughs> all right. So we need never to start... asking a guest for personal plugs. <laughs> Honestly, we just need to like just start lighting ourselves on fire to get some followers. <laughs> That's a good way. Like wearing gems of history merch, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw this video. Uh, it's it's a bunch of uh, I don't remember where it's from, but it's just a bunch of guys that are just picking up this grandma wearing like a trench coat 
and just spinning her around. <laughs> and she's just screaming the whole time. And then, like, they're talking in, like, whatever language it is. And then as the grandma's running away, one of the guys, like, sprints after her, picks her up again, and spins her around oh, what again. What the hell? It's so funny. Oh, <laughs> gam, gam. <laughs> we just needed to do something like that. <laughs> Pick up an old lady and spin her around. <laughs> Uh, Anywho, <laughs> well, before we get to our social medias, a uh, big shout out to any new listeners that we may have from the David Star Golf Outing uh, yeah. that we Ew. recently sponsored. Um, Do you know what hole we're sponsoring? This is, this is before the golf outing, so I don't know. Got him. Evan's in charge of this. Um, I do not. All right. Well, if you find our sign and you're going, well, this will be after. This will be after. So if you found our sign, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> If you found our sign, um, just feel free to send us a DM at one of our social medias on Twitter. You can find us at gems underscore history. And on Instagram, you can find us at gems of history podcast with a underscore uh, where a space would be. So, I mean, if you found our sign at one of the holes and uh, <laughs> wanted to grow up. <laughs> And, you laugh uh, too. <laughs> and uh, take a picture by our sign. Uh, please feel free to send us send us the pic, and we'll post it to our social media. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't listened back through like older episodes, Marshall, I missed one <laughs> or two. Um, yeah, the number you, just keeps on growing. <laughs> yeah, if you if you haven't listened to all the other episodes, we got a lot of cool stuff that we've covered already. So I mean, even the first episode, it, the audio is going to be a little rough, but. It was a lot of fun, and I think it's honestly still one of our best episodes just because of how how natural everything kind of went despite being our first time. Despite being my, my best effort. Yeah, so it, if you haven't listened through and you got some extra time, go back and check those out. And if you like what you hear, please give us a, a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Give us whatever you think is appropriate, hopefully five stars. Oh, I was reading through our reviews the other day, and someone gave us five stars and said, after listening to this, now I have everything I need to ace a history exam. Oh and my whoever God. you are, no, no. please don't use us <laughs> for say, your research. Please. No, I'm going to go complete opposite. Please cite us as a source on research <laughs> paper. Please. That would be so Dude, awesome. That's the dream. Honestly, it would be the funniest I don't want to swear because we. I just said we're sponsoring a church golf outing, oh. but funniest dang thing I've ever seen. If we get to the life. point where we're doing such good jobs at this that we can get like people to cite us as sources and like thesis papers and stuff, that's the that's the goal. <laughs> I feel like we'd be a, like a like a Wikipedia. Yeah, source. exactly. <laughs> but that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. Absolutely. But the funny part would be that they would quote us and it'd be like. So this fucking guy came through. <laughs> it just be the most like so zufu. <laughs> it'd be the most backwards way of saying something. Someone, some like someone going for like their doctorate in history or whatever is just gonna write the worst possible paper about John White <laughs> of all time. So he dipped his toe in the water and got the heck out of there. You're right, and in the footnotes, it's gonna say "Gems of History Podcast." I'll take it. Hell yeah! But. That's all we got for you guys this week. Thank you to everyone who has listened so far, and welcome to all our new listeners that Evan said. Thank you again to Marshall. And next week we will be back. I am the one in charge next week, and I got a fun topic. We're going to be talking about a historic day in America that everyone knows about, except it's not going to be the one you're thinking of. It's going to be 
earlier in history than that day. So I'll, that's all I'll give you. A little sprinkle of a teaser. Ooh, sprinkler. Yeah. Thank sprinkler you. Sprinkler of a Can I guess? Is it sprinkler? It's I don't sprinkle. even know. Sprinkle of a teaser. Sprinkle of a teaser. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just a sprinkler. I don't even know my own catchphrase. <laughs> sprinkler shooting out teasers. But yeah, so Ew. it's it's <laughs> I'm actually really excited for my next week's topic, so you can look forward to that. But Hell yeah. until then, adios from us. Love y'all. Uh Fida Zane.